100 years from now. But he did end up dying of lung cancer. It's all just a ploy for him to do like an undercover boss. <laughs> hundred years from now they're like hey this is chris <laughs> and chris is wearing a tank top and they're like whoa why doesn't why does chris's head look like walt disney and his body is a black guy or if you could be like uh why why is why is chris's head blue what <laughs> why does chris have a blue head what's up with all the fucking icicles under your nose chris <laughs> and he's just like inspecting their underwear these are too clean there's no way you shared these what is the scabbies <laughs> I left them right here. Oh, boy. Let's go! (laughs) A little bit off, but it's okay because we're back. Another episode of Oh Yeah, the podcast about stories that make you go, Oh Yeah. One of your hosts, Benny Putz, sitting next to me. Ethan Abramson. And behind the keys here, Ben Weber. That's right, guys. Welcome back. We're going to have a great time. Hmm. Are you ready? <laughs> Boy, we're having fun today, guys. Uh, you guys can find me. I'm one of your hosts, Benny Putz, on Instagram, at Benny Putz, and on Twitter, at Benny underscore Putz, or even on TikTok, at, oh yeah, Benny P. I'm Ethan Abramson, and you can find me on every social media platform. But the only ones I care about are Snapchat, Instagram, and that's it. My Instagram's Ethan underscore Abramson. It's a public account now. You're welcome. And you can find me on Snapchat, Peach underscore M-C-F-U-double-Z. That's me! Yeah, yeah, and I'm Ben Weber, and you can find me on Instagram at at dot. Er, that's her. her. There, there we go. There God is. damn it, dude. You tripped me out. <laughs> and uh, yeah, on the TikTok, at Benjamin Webb. Oh, wait. Ripping you know it. What? I'll do it too. Here Just we go. Doing it. Doing Just, it. Don't do it if your name is like user 69745362. But it's not. It's, oh, at under, Ethan, under, it's at Ethan underscore Abramson. That's my TikTok as well. All right. That's where you can find us find everywhere. Us there. Seek us out. On the only place that matters, the internet. The internet. Mm. Yeah. And uh, you guys can also do us uh, some other great, big, and awesome favors by uh, following the podcast on Spotify. Yep. And you can also flap those gums. Tell everybody you know about us. Yes. Only the cool people, actually. And maybe hap- uh, if, if you happen to have an iPhone, hop on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. Leave us a little review. Yep. Uh, but yes, uh, you can do that. Leave some reviews. Leave some roasts. Let us know. We'll read them out. We really don't care what's in there. Just leave us five stars and drop a review, dude. Dude, you we know have nine ratings. <gasps> oh, my fuck. Every single one is five of five. Yeah. Oh, my. Dude, let's go. And nothing good in the... No. Yeah, well, no. Someone okay. says this... <laughs> can I read it? Yeah. This one says, spit out your drink risk is high. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that made me feel good. There you go, dude. So, yeah, you can go be one of the lucky people who has a review uh, on the podcast that we'll read out. Uh, How how was your day, Ethan? Well, my girlfriend came home from Peru. So. So. We got some Runza. Hell yeah. Mm. Yep. Good old-fashioned Runza. Benny Bumps, how about you? How was yours? Good. I had plans to be real productive today, and then instead I drank a cold brew last Uh night at the open mic Uh at like nine at night. So I stayed up till about four. 
Jesus. And <laughs> I did some uh, grocery <laughs> shopping. I rearranged my living room, which oh, has been really pleasant. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then I, I really slept in today and crammed all of my productiveness into like one hour. Isn't that, does that feel oh, good? How do you feel fun? at the end? Well, now I feel pretty good because here we are at the podcast and everything that needed to be done is done, but man, it could have been executed a little more efficiently. We'll put it that way, you know? And what's going to happen if your girlfriend gets back and doesn't like the living room setup? I mean, it's a guarantee, so <laughs> I've just been planning on it. I'm having fun while I can, you yeah. know? Yeah. You're saying it's a guarantee she will be not pleased? Yeah, yeah, she'll want to do it her way, yeah. <laughs> and I'll say, yes, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> Today, we are going to be talking about the uh, fantastic world of uh, Disney, partially, but more, speci more specifically, uh, we're talking about the theory that Walt Disney froze his head. Sci-fi. We've all heard this. Everyone, like, I feel like this rumor has been told forever. And my oh, whole I've life. I've definitely heard it a lot. Oh, yeah. Do you guys have the similar experience where, like, uh, you've always been like, I don't know if it's, like, you never knew one way or another. You're like, it's probably bullshit, but I've you never looked into it past a friend being like, hey, you know Walt Disney's head is frozen? Whoa. And you were just like, I guess that might be true. I'll live the rest of my life yeah. and tell other people this. I've yeah. literally <laughs> only ever believed that because a person one time told me that. Yeah. Yeah. No scientific or empirical evidence to back it up. Just, I was like, get the fuck out of here. You're serious? It's froze? And that's all it takes sometimes. Yeah. yeah through money, all things are possible. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, we what? better not say that too definitively. Oh. Just wait until we dive into this, into the world of the cryonics. The juicy bits. Cryo. And those <laughs> are not just off-brand bionicles we're talking about, okay? Hell no. <laughs> we're talking about that just fucking really sad ones. Willy. <laughs> oh. Just all the worst ones. For real, though, Bionicles should be an episode, huh? Uh, Bionicles oh would be a great God, episode yeah. if we could fucking get the meat on those bones. I fucking love there Bionicles. There has to be a Bionicle yeah. scandal out there. A Bion <laughs> they are pretty skeletal, though, <laughs> you know? They are pretty skeletal. Um, I don't <laughs> know. They probably sick, killed some kids. Bro. Oh, yeah. These kids probably choked on a couple Bionicles in their day. Yeah. Oh, for sure. We'll just tell but you guys about some sad stories of kids choking on Bionicles. Yeah, we're going to call it Cryonicles. I we're mean, that's all it is, yeah. <laughs> but we are not talking about that. We were talking about Disney, but we should go into uh, what are some early Disney memories before we dive into specifically the theory of did Walt Disney freeze his head? Uh, what do you guys have, like, any early Disney? What's, like, most nostalgic for you? Like, I know for me, probably Phil of the Future sticks out in my head when I think of mm. classic Disney. Like, that show was cool to me. Oh, you mean, like, what, what was that, uh, what was that... They're like Scottish or whatever, and they like go back in time, and they have to compete in these games. Do you remember what the one I'm talking about? Whoa! There's like the they the game I'm, is like they put the weird flags up. I can picture the scene very clearly, but I can't remember. I'm thinking of like a Scooby Doo episode for some reason. You're you're giving me Scooby Doo memories. This is, I'm and then there's another Disney bowling movie that I can't bowling. fucking remember, hmm. dude. The Princess of the Bowling Alley. <laughs> Yeah, she'll shine. She your every shoes. time she gets a strike, like she'll wipe the your pins, blues. turn into icicles or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it is obviously like it, the town. It's like a ultimate Disney plotline for like one of those like old Disney movies would be like the town actually gives a the whole town gives a shit about bowling. Yeah, and you just have to be a good bowler, and she's like the best bowler ever, but she actually wants to sing. I yeah. <laughs> 
but they're like, you got to be throwing strikes. No one throws, no one throws a ball down a grease lane quite like you, Isabel. (laughs) (laughs) No one has the spin you do, babe. What are you doing wasting your time singing? This is bowling country here. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, what what do you have any like uh, definitive Disney memories in your head where you're like, this was my Disney shit growing up. This was the shit I liked. Toy Story for sure. Toy Story for you, dude? Toy Story was big, yeah. Toy Story was so tight. I had a Zerg action figure. Oh, you went Zerg? Uh, yeah. Damn. I didn't I just got it for Christmas one year, but it had like the like the little things you could shoot out, like the little like, yeah, the little like was, uh, things. Yeah, dude. How how do you think that is with uh when you get a Christmas present and they were just like was it from a relative and it was I, one it of was those from situ- either my mom or my dad. Oh, so it's not one of those situations where, like, your relative was like, what should I get, Ethan? They're like, he's really into Toy Story, and they go get you the villain from Toy yeah, Story. Well, they, I've always been a fucking, I've always been a bad boy, so. You've always it's been just, rocking Zerg's train? Yeah, dude, since a youngin'. Damn, dude, Ethan's yeah. been on, Ethan's been on that Zerg grind yeah, for bro. a while. Yeah. Deep in it. Dude, he, and he was a good guy at the end of the second one, so. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I don't remember so, the second one. He's like an anti-hero. Yeah, yeah, he that. was. They pulled a, a Star Wars, yeah, it right? Was a Darth Vader. Yeah, <laughs> it was a total they pulled Darth straight Vader. up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ripped it, but hey, they own Star Wars now, so it's okay. Yeah, it's yeah. Do you think now. that was to like avoid a lawsuit? Like the whole time, Star Wars is like, you fucking stole our plotline, man. George like, Lucas, you know what? We'll buy you. George Lucas is like, yeah, Disney. That was pretty unchill of you. You know that was my thing, bro. Uh, I am your father. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure <laughs> I wrote that. <laughs> Sound a little familiar. <laughs> Dude, George Lucas, dear God. What about you, Benny Bumps? Anything, any classic old Disney memories? Yeah, I got a couple, actually, yeah. Um, Holes, right, was a Disney. Holes, yeah. dude. Yeah. Holes, yeah. So good, yeah. I've, I've seen that movie, like, the sploosh. Yeah. yeah. I'm tired of digging, Grandpa. <laughs> I just remember that <laughs> this guy Kate. was like, a, the fuck, yeah, yeah, the lipstick and the venom or whatever the fuck. Oh, yeah, that guy? Yeah. Yeah. The, oh. He looks like the world's shittiest warden. He he yes. looks like Disney casted a warden. That's yeah. what that guy looks like. When they slap, they pulled the, the substitute teacher out and was like, "You want to film in the desert for three months? Let's do it, bud." Are you talking about the guy who did the sunflower seeds? Yeah, uh, yeah. whoever the m- main villain guy was. That, dude, when they slapped the ham on the trays, the slimy ham. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, for breakfast, I remember that. Dude, Holes is a classic. No, yeah, that one really hits close. Yes. That one's yeah. a good one. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a couple of years, but I love that movie. But otherwise, I did go to Disney World one time <gasps> at like four Ooh. years old. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, which was lit. I barely remember it, but what I do vividly remember is the Dumbo ride. Dumbo ride? Oh, classic. Yes. Yeah. I, I went to Disneyland in California uh, for a band trip. Our, I was on I was on Drumline. How the fuck does McCook get to go to Disneyland? We had a fucking real good. We had a actually like really good band. We went to Chicago, and then we went to DC, and that's it. We didn't. All we did was see fucking museums, bro. Yeah. God. So we got we were going there, and we we had gotten superiors at every fucking competition that year, and so we got invited to go march at Disney. Oh wow! So we go. We march at Disney, and my big thing is I had started uh, playing uh, bass drum. I'd, I've been a simple. I was never good on drumline. Mm. Keep that in mind. I'm a, I was a simple bitch for three years, <laughs> and then senior year, the band teacher felt bad for me, and it was like, you can play bass drum, so you feel like you're not like lame, because cymbals, you know, whatever. I stole my cymbals from the school and still have them. <gasps> 
Oh, uh, fucking wow. Yeah, dude. Bad and boy. S- but the big thing in Drumline was everyone talks about like breaking sticks. Do you guys, were you guys in oh, band yeah. like breaking sticks? I had never broken a stick all year. And this was the last time I would ever march again. <sighs> and so I was literally like, I had the sticks I'd been using all year. And I was like, I'm going fucking hard today. Cause I want to break this fucking stick from the last time so that I can say it. Like, it was like a weird pride thing when I was like 18, like I gotta fucking do this for me, man. Yeah. And so sure enough, we're marching and I'm hitting as hard as I fucking can. And I broke the stick. I broke the stick Let's marching go. at Disneyland. And then we got done and I went to all the drumline guys. I was like, broke my first stick. And it was like a celebration. It felt like that yeah. scene in Goodfellas when he gets his first like a uh, court appearance and it has, like, all the mob people waiting for him after it. And it was like, oh, you got your first pinch, uh, Henry. Congratulations. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Yeah, I thought for sure it was going to take a turn where you, like, put a hole through the bass drum on accident. Oh, you know? shit. Yeah, that would have been funnier. Yeah. <laughs> we, had, we had metal mallets. You had metal. Well, they had metal, like aluminum mallets. Well, I guess that's yeah. a, that's how that's the difference between a band that gets invited to Disneyland and a band that gets to go to Chicago. You know, <laughs> go see the Bane, baby. Yeah, go see the go see the band, baby. <laughs> but but no, join join your local band. Oh hell yeah! And hey, McCook uh, McCook High School couldn't fuck with Carney. Okay. Oh, we're having some Nebraska beef over yeah, here. Dog. Did you guys play in football against yeah, each other? No, no, oh, of course okay. not. Neither of us played football. No, I'm not saying you two, but I mean your school. Oh, so yeah. like a rivalry. Dude, oh. ours was Grand Island. Our rivalry. Oh, uh, okay, Island. okay, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I know that we. Uh, I would play you guys in tennis and kick your fucking ass, dude. Mm. Yeah, but that's because everybody who played tennis at Carney High was like, we had Bitch. good, we had really good girls tennis actually. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, phenomenal. Uh, no, yeah, our trip to Disney though, just real quick, was uh, was also music related. It was Suzuki, like string instruments. You know, like that's not the paper. That's not the game that's in all the newspapers. Sudoku. Sudoku. Oh, no, 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 I no, always no, get no. those confused. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was like a music related trip. That's that's how we all got invited okay. down there. But. The weird part about the trip, besides the Dumbo ride and all that good stuff, is I had a bad crush. Oh, a bad crush, a dude. Dude, oh, no. on a music band trip when you have a crush. Bro. But wait, devastated. Dude, I but saw- wait, and I was four years old, remember? Oh. It was to a mouse from Cinderella. One of the little mice, you know, that was in the yeah, costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this mouse was a fucking dime, dude. <laughs> dude, wait, she so like someone in the costume? <laughs> yeah, and there's photos that my family has. I'll see if I can get my hands on one of me sitting in the mouse's lap. And she, like, sat down took, like, an hour or something like that with my family. And I just got to, like, cuddle with this mouse and... Oh, dude. dude, dude I still have like a. was getting his rocks off, dude. <laughs> How old were oh you, dude? Oh, my God. Four. Oh, my God. Yeah. So you knew you were into furry stuff then. Yeah. 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 I found out <laughs> early. Sick, sick boy. Yeah. You know, you got to get ahead of the curve. Yeah. Have you ever been like, hey, can you pretend to be a mouse tonight, babe? <laughs> dude, you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe how many mouse ears we have around the house. Dude. <laughs> That's fucking wild, I dude. I believe yeah. it. <laughs> I was four-year-old you, like, I'm attracted to mice. I don't know what it was, but, man, it was, it was something. You when know? you're that young, if you're that, like, you, when you're four, you don't know shit about fuck. Uh-uh. And if your pee-pee's saying, I- I'm into this, you don't have any idea. You, your pee-pee your doesn't even talk at four. Yeah. It's not talking. That's what dude, my thing is. It had to be is, your heart then, huh? It was, this? and it was also <sighs> her whispering, daddy, oh. in my ear. <laughs> Dude, the spit your drink out risk is high. <laughs> Fuck. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, it's fucking good. Dude, no. speaking of the parks, they do some wild marketing at those parks. Oh, yeah. Crazy marketing at those parks. It's next level, dude. The shit they'll do to just, like, trick your brain. I was thinking about this today about marketing, and I was like, uh, marketing is one of the leading industries in the world. In the entire world. So that makes me believe that uh, we actually don't like the products we like, but we are all bought into this cycle yeah, of marketing. Been tricked. Mm. And Disney does those subconscious things so fucking well. Very so well. fucking well. And it's unnoticeable. They're doing it right in front of your face and you can't even tell. Yeah. It's kind of like Chris Angel is in charge of their marketing department. Yeah. They, <laughs> it's so subtle, dude. Even down to the street that you walk on, it's designed to be black on purpose. That way it's hot and you keep moving, you know? Dear God. They have, they like put scents into the air, like diffuse scents into the air that make you feel happy. Like the smell of strawberries. Mm -hmm. And it's like not even, it's not even true a hundred percent of the time. So they're pumping the strawberries for like the 30% of people who go there. That's how fucking intense their shit is, dude. Mm -hmm. Dude, I, I know that you you said something about the go-away green. Yeah, they oh. paint things. So, like, behind statues and monuments or, like, things that d they don't want to draw your attention to. Disney developed this color. It's kind of like a grayish green, like the Statue of Liberty, like that color, but more mm. gray. And it's supposed to be, like, undetectable to people's eyeballs. So you, you're, it's, like, literally the most boring thing scientifically to look at. So you, it's like yeah. just like hiding in plain sight, yep, basically. Exactly. And then I know that we also looked into. We also saw when we were looking into it that you can never take off your costume. Never. So that mouse yeah. might have just been like, "Please get me out of here." <laughs> but all I heard was, "Daddy." She was probably saying, "Tell your daddy I need to go home." <laughs> <laughs> and Laura, you were just like, "She's about to give me some sloppity toppity." You can nibble on this cheese any night you'd like, babes. It was more like, "You could nibble on this cheese. <laughs> you could nibble on this cheese if you wanted." Help me put this Capri Sun straw into the pouch, and then let's. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, look, my shoe's untied. <laughs> and while you're down there. <laughs> <laughs> These shoes are Velcro. <laughs> <laughs> and they let up, too. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. But, yeah, they, like, won't let you take your costumes off at all. No. Even if you're drowning. Even if you're literally passing away now this is this was from someone who just said this was just an employee who put this on reddit so who fucking knows maybe someone is just really funny and just like <laughs> it's like it would be fun to make this up but uh supposedly on an underwater ride they have like underwater characters swimming around scuba diving yeah they're scuba diving in costume and it's just goofy sim swimming through the water scuba diving and in the like employee handbook it was like if you start having complications, uh, you will get pulled out and they will not remove you from the costume yeah. until you're yeah. far enough away from the guests. Yeah, but, like get you out of sight. But you said this yesterday. That What's more traumatic, seeing underwater Goofy get fucking drowned or seeing underwater Goofy turn out to be an actual human and get drowned? I've been thinking about that all day since yesterday. Really? And I truly don't know what would be more traumatic because if you just see Goofy die as a kid, you're like, fuck, man, we lost him. Goofy's but then you get dead. out of the ride and you see another Goofy and you're like, oh, he's doing no, okay. But <laughs> then, but Or you see Goofy like 
flailing for his life. He's like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And then they pop his fucking head off, and you're like, what the fuck? And then they die. <laughs> hmm. I guess the risk would be uh, I would rather find out Goofy doesn't exist, and then as my heart would break because that character, I would then be filled with rage at the person pretending and then be happy they're dead. Yes. Yeah. So and I then, would want him to take the hat and then also, take it off. Like yes. you were saying, just go on Splash Mountain and also see Goofy again. Yeah, so you'll like, walk out of the ride <laughs> so and you're like, oh, he's fine. Oh, you know, okay. Yeah, he was just yeah, he's fine. Man, <laughs> dude, that's gotta suck to work there. It just seems like a fucking cult, dude. And I know it's not, but it just has a lot of culty behaviors. Yeah. Oh. And another thing too, when you see Goofy die, you also have to take into consideration that some. Other sweaty motherfucker had to wear that costume yesterday. That's very true. Yeah. That's very true. We yeah, also they do, uh, they do share costumes, and one of the the grosser parts about that is uh, supposedly there was issues with like people's underwear riding up and stuff, and so their workaround. Oh my god, disgusting! Bro. Was they would give them like the same pair of underwear to wear under the suit, and people were complaining about like, oh, dirty undies. Oh. Scabies, you know, no. lice. Uh, ah. Yeah, dude, pubic lice. Dude, also bed bro. bugs. You could easily get bed bugs from that. Oh, yeah. If you have them at your house and then they just live in the fucking, because all that dead skin in the costume will sustain a colony of bed bugs for eternity. Mm. Hey, and listen to this. We have a percentage of female listeners. I don't know if this is how UTIs work, but if you're swapping underwear oh, oh, and those sweaty hot California or Orlando bro. sun... That opened a whole other level of disgusting for me just now. Dude. <laughs> that took it to a way deeper level. You think swamp ass is gross, dude? <laughs> oh, my God. The the fucking grit and grime on fucking, I don't know, Cinderella's panties. Yeah, that actually uh, spiraled me into my other fetish, which is uh, ordering <laughs> panties off the internet. As I was laying in the mouse's lap, I caught kind of a whiff, and I was like, holy shit. Dude, that this, is ripe oh and is pleasant. This, uh, that is a fantastic Gouda you what? got brewing in those <laughs> panties, ma'am. <laughs> Dude, that is, that is fucking harsh. But, uh, hey, that's what it takes to be a princess. That's what it takes. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. D- um, speaking of Ben's weird sex stuff he's got going on today, <laughs> Disney as well has been alleged alleged to be uh, a little scandalous. Yeah, they are a little bit on the sexually perverse side. I think we've all seen, we've all been to high school and mm-hmm. every horny boy was like, Hey, did you see tits in that mouse movie on Dis- all, all that Disney cartoon movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> or, Rescuers. Yeah, The Rescuers. Mm-hmm. Um... Which also very clearly, if you rewind it, you're like, oh, that's tits. What yeah, are you doing damn here? For sure. Which I have to say, when you're making those movies, for the people making them, that has to be like the thing that keeps them from, you know. Uh-uh. Bye-bye. <laughs> I'll see you later. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> uh, yeah, because like it's got to be mind-numbing because it's not oh, like... Uh, just drawing the same frame of a cartoon over and over, over and, and over again. And over yeah, because like the rescuers yeah. did not... The that rescuers was, came up early. That was in er, before computers. That was ha- like hand-drawn, the mm-hmm. whole movie. Yeah, and we, those also they're going off of Disney standards, which yeah. we know are pretty stringent, so it's not like they have a bunch of creative freedom. So like I totally understand wanting to be like, oh, fucking put tits in this movie, dude. I'm going to have fun 
one day. Dude. He probably had to redraw those tits in the background a million times. Bro, Jessica Rabbit. Not Jessica Rabbit. Yeah. Jessica Rabbit yeah. from Who Framed Roger Rett. Hottie. <laughs> that's that's a fucking animal yeah, I can dude. get behind, dude. That, oh. Who Framed Roger Rabbit created the need for hentai porn in America. Oh. Easily. For sure. For sure, dude. Oh my god, that dude. That is a ju that's a juicy lady. And and dude, the only other well the one I have I have an example that's non Disney, uh, that I'll mention here in a second. But the little toaster. Do you guys oh, remember dude. that movie? Fondly. Oh yes. Yes. There's yes. a scene where the computer like oh, yeah. kind of is like <laughs> It's a fax machine, I think. It's a it's, or is it I can't remember. It's the computer. Yeah. It it, it comes out of the fax machine. It comes oh, out of the yeah. fax machine. Yeah. He said, oh, someone is stroking my memory banks, and then literally goes, oh. Then does oh, a, ca a cartoon coming uh, thing. And then it, then you just hear, <laughs> and a piece of paper comes out, and I'm like, okay, dude, that's, you knew Obviously. what you were doing. Yeah. Naughty. Naughty, naughty. But when you're an editor, you, you have so much, if the final cut gets sent to you to publish, this what you're you're in charge. Yeah, dude. Fuck what Walt Disney wants. If there wants if you want to see a frame of tits in a child's movie, you have the power to do that as an editor. Also, I don't think like did did uh, assaults go up after that movie where there were there young children that were like, I've seen tits now, I ain't never going back. <laughs> I'm fucking scared, ma. I'm out here, dude. Oh shit in my pants, bitch. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm but, too grown for milk. <laughs> let me suck on those titties anyways Yo let me see those tits ma And the one example though of this like Cartoon sex stuff is like The one area that I can see How maybe that did uh, Kind of dent uh, The generation that got like you know Tits in the fucking rescuers right. or like The computer or like the Disney sex stuff uh, Do you guys know in Space Jam Lola Bunny in the original Space Jam. Lola oh, Bunny. Yeah. Dime piece. Oh, my God. Fucking, you can dribble my basketballs, yeah. bitch. Like, let's not, yeah, let's not fucking, let's give credit to, uh, what's the fucking rabbit's name in Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Roger Rabbit. No, but the hot one. Oh, Jessica Rabbit. Jessica Rabbit. Yeah. V. Lola. I say Lola takes it. I. Well, she's considerably shorter. She's considerably shorter, and she's athletic. Yeah. That's what did it. That's what pushed it over the edge yeah. for me. Yeah. Because like. Oh, listen, why you were drawn to her. Yeah. It's like I want. It's like I, I would like to go like support her at her games. If Jessica Rabb was in the WNBA, you'd have season tickets. Dude, I'm telling you a dream of mine is to uh, date seriously a professional female athlete so that I can go to their games and play the girlfriend role that you see on like NFL games where like uh. it's just like the quarterback's girlfriend they'll cut to a shot of her of like cheering along i want to be that <laughs> so i want to be out in like a wmba game with you know Did in you the stands and they cut to me and i'm just holding a sign that's like you go jessica <laughs> go Love you, it, babe. <laughs> yeah get those layups <laughs> dude i would fucking i would murder that role i would just kill for it that sounds like a fucking blast but uh in the new space jam they updated Lola Bunny to not be as sexy. Like Boo. that's like took down the sex appeal, and there was a revolt. So clearly, this shit that Disney was pumping into our brains did something because the second someone was like, "Hey, it's a little weird that we're over sexualizing dude this rabbit to children," yeah. they were they were pumping it, dude. 
it's not like an isolated incident. Some of the things in the movies are disputable, but somebody in the animation department throughout the years has just been a real perv, potentially. Real perv or real bored. It's, it's been like, in a lot I can of also movies. see it as being funny. And yeah. just like a group of people who are like, don't you hate this job? Yeah. Wouldn't it be fun for one day for us to just like push the line a little bit in a way no one would notice? <laughs> They're like, hey, are you working on Little Mermaid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up, man? Give that priest in the last scene a little tiny bone. Give him a little bone, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we were all editors at Disney and one of you walked into like one of our offices and yeah. was like, listen, dude, I know that we might get in trouble for this, but we've been working on this movie for six months. Right. On like the first three scenes. Yeah, it's pretty boring. need something for us. And you know what we love? Dicks. And priests. Oh. <laughs> Dicks on priests. Boners on priests. Little Mermaid boner priest. How it happens. Yes. And a uh, little known fact is if you rearrange the letters of Walt Disney, the W is actually just two V's. And it uh, it rearranges to it says Devil's Vein. <gasps> Devil's Vein? Devil's Vein, yeah, because that's what Disney is. It's just a vein of the devil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's talk a little bit about the Walt Disney frozen head rumor because it's not unfounded. It's not no. like it doesn't have some things that make, a, in, if someone was yeah. explaining it in layman terms, not go, I mean, I can see it. Yeah, but he, that's it. That's the only way that it's convincing. It's not convincing scientifically, and we'll yeah. get into that. Uh, but Walt Disney did have an obsession with the future. Like, oh, for sure. Undeniably. He, he had wanted Epcon World. He wanted to also, clearly with the parks and stuff, he had a very big control. He liked having control of his life. He also liked having control of other people's life. He, like, you can tell as you track this story, he's geared to have the psychology of someone who would have like either the ego or the fear, or the insecurity to go, I would like to come back in 100 years. I feel like that'd be a good idea, you know? <laughs> I know you've been waiting for me. I know, 100 <laughs> years from now. But he did end up dying of lung cancer. It's all just a ploy for him to do like an undercover boss. <laughs> 100 years from now. They're like, hey, this is Chris. <laughs> and Chris is wearing a tank top, and they're like, whoa, why, doesn't, why does Chris's head look like Walt Disney and his body is a black guy? Or if you could be like, uh, why, why, is, why is Chris's head blue? What? <laughs> why does Chris have a blue head? What's up with all the fucking icicles under your nose, Chris? <laughs> and he's just like inspecting their underwear. These are too clean. There's no way you shared these. Where's the scabbies? <laughs> I left them right here. Or, Walt Disney left them here a hundred years ago. Dude, the first thing you would say when he came back would just be like, you can't smoke inside anymore? Fucking kill me, dude. <laughs> get, me a, get me a blow dryer. Yeah, just fucking get out of here. But that does lead to how he died. He ended up dying of lung cancer because he smoked constantly. Yeah. And this also, it's an interesting little tidbit we found while we were researching this, but Disney, in control of their like family-friendly image, has gone back to old photos of Walt yeah. Disney with cigarettes and edited out the cigarette. Yeah. To be like, see how good of a guy he was? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it just started in a newspaper. Some newspaper just ran a story that was like, Walt Disney, frozen head. And, like, that's insane. That they, like, a newspaper was just like, we'll just, like, it's not like it doesn't happen now. But to, for some reason, when you hear about it in a newspaper, it seems so much more like, aren't that, isn't that supposed to be the last place where they're honest? 
Yeah. Like CNN Fox lies, but the newspaper is supposed to still be good old fashioned news from your local community. And they were just like, Walt Disney froze his head so he can live forever. <laughs> and it's not like he wasn't uninterested in doing it. He was, his whole plan, or not his whole plan, he just talked to a guy. He talked to one cryonicist or whatever. And bef- a few weeks, a month or two before he died. Mm-hmm. And that was it. He just had, I can't remember what the book was, but he he took a fancy to the whole thing from reading a sci-fi book in the 50s. He uh, and, that, and I think from our research, that was about the extent of it that mm-hmm. we know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's really the thing is like all of the evidence is not from Disney. It's from situations around Disney. Yeah. It's like people who were like his friends or people who worked there or mm-hmm. shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, I mean, the newspaper starts the rumor, then a couple other newspapers pick it up. And yeah. then it's also in a time where uh, that was like a nationwide rumor. Yeah. But, like, think about how a rumor has to cross the country at yeah. that time. Yeah, well, you get picked up. I mean, and this time, everybody reads the paper. The paper is the internet of the but day. But the paper know? is localized. It's not CNN, where their paper gets posted online or something oh. where anyone can view it. That had to word of mouth from California and then spread like wildfire via word of mouth or like other newspapers picking up the story or it getting traction. But to get traction mm. back then, it is kind of crazy that this even got started. Yeah. yeah. Just because of the time we were in. Just based on whispers. And now we're doing a podcast about it. Yeah. yeah. How fucking wild is that? Yeah. I mean, it, I'm not upset about it, though, because it is quite the interesting tale. Uh, <laughs> an interesting detail. It's though. an interesting query. This is definitely one for the books. <laughs> uh, but, uh, dude, uh, the theory is that the frozen body uh, or head or whatever it is is kept under the Pirates of the Caribbean ship. Yeah, I mean, that makes the most sense. Maybe Tower of Terror. Yeah, you would think it would be something, you know. Because if you're on a Tower of Terror ride and they're like, it just stops in like a cyborg while Disney just comes out, that would be fucking next level. I mean, yeah. You're getting your money's worth. If he is under the pirate, they'll have to, they have to dress his body as a pirate (laughs) because you can never take off your costume. And if he gets out, he's going right to work. He's going to pop out and be like, tickets, please. Yeah. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Say, kids. What, dude, that would be nuts if it actually is under. That's just like a small detail that makes me, that's like when the details that start make you go, uh, all right. What's really going on here? Yeah, what's happening? Then uh, it is also uh, theorized that Walt was unfrozen in 1975. But we all know, based on the research we've done today, <laughs> he's still down there. He's, he's still fucking. Yeah, he's he's down for the count. He's honestly one cool thing that we learned that is not related to much of this, but the person who officiated his funeral or whatever said that he's buried in a in a in a place with uh, Marlon Brando and also Michael Jackson. So yeah. He's keeping yeah, some interesting company in the afterlife, potentially. And then no one, no Incredible has ever, like, supported this conspiracy. It, it really does, like, we've, we're briefly touching on the conspiracy part of this because really we want to get into the world of cryonics. Nitty gritty! And how it all kind of comes to be. But it definitely is one of those um, things where, like, it's false. Yeah. It's not true. Walt Disney didn't freeze his head. I'm yeah. sure you knew that. If you had like that in the back of your head, like, I mean, maybe it's true. I hope we're breaking it to you first, actually. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's false. And I mean, <laughs> the crazy part is his daughter 
Walt Disney's daughter, heir to the Disney fame, as we could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, her kids were just having other classmates walk up to them and be like, your grandfather's head is frozen. Your grandpa's head is frozen. And she was like, this is insane. My kids like went to their grandfather's funeral. They know he's dead. And all of their classmates are like, your grandpa is going to be coming back one day. And so she created a museum to explain the life of Walt Disney to try and stop the spread of this rumor which I believe is the most I'm rich and will handle this like a rich person. <laughs> oh, my kids are getting bullied in mu- in school. I'll create a museum. I'll build a museum. Uh, but yeah, but that's kind of that's kind of it. I mean, when, do you guys have any memories of hearing about the conspiracy when you were like a kid? Anything like that? I've been on to conspiracies since I was a child. <laughs> so every time I hear one that's outlandish, I always just say bullshit. And I'm going to be honest, for a long time I've known this one. Straight up bullshit, dude. Not Damn. a shred of evidence. Do you remember, like, hearing about it? No, and that's another thing. It's just in me. You've just always... Like, pop culturally, you know, I don't think any... I think Robot Chicken might have told me first. There's oh, a pretty yeah, good yeah, episode yeah. of Robot Chicken. Robot Chicken, Disney dude. Disney comes back as, like, a Doc Octopus cyborg kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. It was referenced in a... Oh, fuck, what was that show? Futurama, Oh, right? yeah. That was like a main theme. There was, Nixon was the one that was always, yeah. yeah. I'm not a crook. Yeah. But I wonder if that's kind of where that came from, if, I if, think they, it, if it came from that Walt Disney yeah. Yeah, I watched, story. I watched Futurama yeah. when I was way too young to watch Well, Futurama. if you think about it, there's a lot of, like, rich people who have this conspiracy tied to them. Like, oh, yeah. they froze their head. Like, but Walt Disney started it. He started this trend of, like, rich people having the rumor that they just froze their bodies, you know? To keep them alive to come back in a hundred years, but uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, some other famous people who have uh, supposed these guns uh, either have thought about or did get their bodies frozen. Because mm. even though Walt Disney didn't, other people have. That's real. People yeah. do freeze their heads or bodies, give them to scientists after they die in the hopes that they will return. Yeah, not everyone was as clever as Ethan calling bullshit on it. They were like, I don't want to die. Yeah, I'm fucking I've got worried. all this money. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's just give a shit ton of it to this company that just says, I can come back in 100 years or whatever the fuck. Oh, what a relief. It, but uh, Ted Williams, I'm, you might, you probably have never heard of Ted Williams. Uh, and if you have... You watch baseball, and that's dope as fuck. Baseball's a cool sport. But Ted Williams was a very famous baseball player, and the only reason we're bringing him up is his son was like his a power of attorney at the end of his life. Yeah, like when he was passing away. Hall of Fame baseball player. He's passing away. Son's power of attorney. Mm. Hall of Fame career. Money pouring in, still doing appearances. His son gets super obsessed with cryonics and like the idea of like preserving life, you know, for 100 years or whatever. And talks his dad into signing up and signs up for it, but then his dad finally passes. And there's other kids in this family. He has siblings. And all the siblings are, like, trying to get his this son, who's the power of attorney, out of Ted Williams' life because they're like, he's controlling everything. We don't want our dad. We, like, want to bury our dad. He doesn't even want to do this. Our son, like, his son talked him into it. We all don't think he should. But his son had power of attorney, just pushed it through. So Ted Williams did end up having his, like, body chopped up and frozen. Damn. In the hopes that, and like against the like wills of his family. Of his dearest loved ones. His, yeah. his son was like Britney Spears' dad. 
Yeah, yeah, dude. We're all the siblings. Exactly. Like free Britney, man. Dude, yeah. free. Free Britney. Bitch. bitch. <laughs> you want uh, a Maserati? You better work, bitch. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, another one uh, that I heard about was Larry King. Was like signed Larry up King. for it, actually. Was like fully bought in. And up until like weeks before he passed, was on track to be frozen. Had a change of heart or something like that. And, and pulled the plug on it. Decided not to. But yeah, I mean, his existence deteriorated so I'm much. Sure. I don't know if you watch any of his late interviews, but I'm sure his he ancient just, ass was like still coherent enough to look it up. Yeah, you know? I or mean, he, someone did it for him. Larry King's an interesting case because yeah, towards the end, especially those interviews at the end, he just stopped giving a fuck, dude. <laughs> he was just so like the questions he would ask people, and he would get an answer, and then would just go. Oh fucking okay, dude. That's cool. Next question. Like he he just knew he just had to keep being Larry King because he knew no nothing else. Yeah, he was probably just like, man, they're gonna make me keep doing interviews forever. Yeah. <laughs> Pull the plug now, man, dude. Fucking don't freeze me. They they're like, yeah, and then after a hundred years, when we bring you back, we'll just have you interview a very old Billie Eilish at that point or some shit. <laughs> a bionic Billie yeah, Eilish. Bionic. Yeah. <laughs> Bionic Hello, Billy Eilish. Larry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but fucking A, dude. Larry King. Oh, yes. Uh, Mr. Epstein as well was signed up. And get this. He wasn't doing the full body. It was just two pieces. What were they? Um, well, I'll give the listener at home uh, a second to imagine. Mm-hmm. You, you go ahead and take a guess. You're sitting there on your couch or in your car. What two body parts do you think Epstein wanted to preserve? Three? Two, one. His brain, sure, obviously, and his cock, his piece, his and his big old booner, b- yeah. dude. Yeah, because he wanted to seed the world. He just that, he wanted to seed the world with his DNA. Creepy. Yeah. Wait a second. So creepy. So creepy. I want to. I, I. I. This might be wrong. Who knows? Maybe <laughs> some science company who says they can do this will sell you on this. But does Jeffrey Epstein think that his balls would create like it's all localized and only the balls that create the his DNA? Like you could just slap your dick like a fucking Lego, like a bionicle piece, <laughs> into another body, and still it will just produce more of you as long as you have your dick. Yeah, yeah. It's just the Whoa, penis. That's is what does that? It. How does it? It wouldn't work they, it unless would, they yeah. ke- unless they kept the glands. Yeah, all he really needed to do was just like but spray he, a couple yeah. loads and freeze them. I mean, there's millions of yeah. sperms in there. Yeah, It'd be that's good true. For at least a couple gens. And if know, we know anything sure. about Jeffrey Epstein, he's no stranger to spraying loads. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he was signed up to a uh, yeah and then, chop the old chop the old piece off until he met his untimely. And very unfortunate demise. I actually you know? heard something about this. This is like a deep cut. Oh, what's and that? not a lot of people. This is, I know that we said we would never do a Jeffrey Epstein episode. No. This is yeah. not a Jeffrey Epstein episode. Mm-mm. But it is true that Jeffrey Epstein uh, found out while he was in prison. They said, dude, you had too much heat on you. We're not going to freeze your penis anymore. And he killed himself. No way. Oh. He was mur- He He was murdered. No, he killed himself. He, he killed, killed himself, himself because they wouldn't freeze his penis. You know what? Honestly, if my goal after the, in the afterlife was to spread my seed and I knew they wouldn't do it, yeah. Yeah, so everybody me. everybody out there was right, you know? Everyone out there saying he did kill himself, yeah, you're right, he did. And everyone who said 
he didn't kill himself, you're also right. Because they took away his right to <laughs> freeze his little pee-pee. His comper's gland. <laughs> but let's talk about the deep, slimy, and grimy world of cryonics, the industry. Are you it, ready? It all fucking started with a Robert Edgar. Uh, he introduced the idea of cryonics in the book that Walt Disney really liked, The Prospect of Immortality. Mm. He writes this book, very science fiction-y, and first person to propose, like, hey, guys, uh, just freeze yourself, which is, like, dude, it just goes to show if you put your idea in the right words and then slap it in a book, you people will believe you. Oh, yeah. If it's in a book, people will just believe you. Well, and at that time, all you had to do was make, like, a convincing argument. No yeah. one's No one is going to be able to fact check you because... That kind of wackadoo science is so new. Yeah, it's just literally, it's like a thing where you can go, it's like, it sounds like something we would come up with during a podcast. It really does. As a joke. <laughs> like, dude, what if we just freeze ourselves and then it's like, it's that dumb, but because he put it in a book and then some important people bought into it, like Disney or whoever gave him some credibility, that's how like... Even up until literally yesterday when we started researching this, there's still like in that back of my head that I was like, I mean, I guess we don't know if it will or won't work, you know? Like that's like, it's such a good dumb guy argument. It's so believable. Well, then you're putting all your eggs in the basket of science. And that's a pretty good basket. I will not lie to you. Who knows what people will be able to figure out by then. But it's like, unfortunately, you're going to be, you might be under so long, it completely ruins your everything while you're, cryogenically stored Alcor is the like leading company though it focuses a lot around Alcor they do this they freeze them they soak them in the tank you know Mm. drop them in there Uh, it it is crazy Uh, you have to buy in uh, 100% to just like pull off this level of grift from these companies though oh yeah seriously the amount of money the startup money to create one of these facilities you have to be swindling people from the moment. like You you have to be so bought in. You have to yeah. just like look someone dead in the eyes and be like... You should do this and this is why. You're, yeah, your yeah. son's going to come back if you let us have his body after he passes. And all it's going to take for you to see him again maybe in 500 years is $200,000. That's it. That's all you have to send to us. And that's for like the base level Cadillac of cryo yeah. storage. Yeah, a, a little-known fact about uh, Epstein's step into this world, not to harp on the guy, but... Um, yeah, he's been through enough. N- exactly. <laughs> yeah, he has had a tough tough go of it. But the way they sold him on it was, um, a lot of people don't know, it wasn't just... It wasn't that he was into youthful people. He just really liked this generation. They were like, look, chop off your piece, chop out your brain, we'll freeze you for a couple years, and you can come back and have sex with him legally. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's all it was. Call on his tank. They have a plaque that just says "Statue of Limitations." <laughs> <laughs> it really just goes to show the the level of depth they would go to to sell people on this idea. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, 100%. yeah. Like, oh, you love this generation? We'll freeze you for a couple years. You can legally get it. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And the Alcor people—that's like right up their alley. And as far as a grift goes, exactly. It costs eighty thousand dollars if you only want to freeze your head. Yep, just your brain. Just your brain, and just then get noggin. put on a new body. Yep. Mm-hmm. Two hundred thousand for the whole body. The whole damn thing. If you want, you want to. If you want to fucking opposite bake your body for a hundred years, two hundred k minimum. We're leaving it. <laughs> opposite bake. Opposite bake, dude. Uh, but, oh fuck. And it, dude. Here's the crazy thing about the Alcor science stuff. 
uh, with the video we watched, yes. they proved that the way they're going about freezing these bodies is making it impossible to come back. Yeah. It's not a will it or won't it. It's like they've killed the cells. The only way that they're act, like scientists would have to literally be able to revive someone from the dead. Not like a, yeah. just figure out how to unfreeze it and put it onto a new body. You'd have to learn how to reanimate right. those cells. that's the deal is none of these people are subject to this, like, after being euthanized. These are people who fully medically die first and then have to go back in. So even from the jump, the hurdle, the main hurdle, even if we can unthaw you perfectly and preserve your cells, the main hurdle is bringing you back to life. And also, has this fucked up your consciousness? So, are you going to be a vegetable forever? <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's scientifically proven that it just will not happen. They cannot put enough um, medical grade antifreeze agents into all of your cells to get out the water. Yeah. So when you come out, you go through a period of freezing, which kills your cells anyways. Mm -hmm. You're just donezo. Yeah. The view. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, you know, uh, an interesting part about the the head preservation is when they bring you back and put you on a body. The place they get those bodies is dead goofies from Disney World. Oh, my know? gosh. No kidding. Yeah. They're like, oh, he drowned. Chop his head off and yeah. we'll toss him on the next guy they, that wants to come back. They wow. do a guillotine in front of the castle. <laughs> there. Well, with, I mean, if with, a, with a clean and Then they say, cut. give it to Walt. <laughs> <laughs> that place is pretty stingent, though. Oh, yeah, dude. You can't mm. fuck around at Disney. Mm. Dude, cryonics, dude. But you know what uh, being scientifically inaccurate won't stop them from doing? What's that? Freezing your pet for you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a whole other can of worms. Dude. Because we, you expect veterinary science to be... You expect people to care that much about cats and dogs in the afterlife? Dude. They're just fucking house animals, bro. If you're rich enough to cryogenically freeze your pet, you and you you have that level of money, okay? Yeah. Where you're like, this is a good, I will not miss this money. I'll spend it on this. Or you just really love your pet and you save up. That pet, only friend you have in life, obviously. Maybe get out more, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. Just go on, get Tinder and go on a couple dates. Maybe with all that money, you should have bought yourself a hooker or something. <laughs> Easily. You know? It just, like, you have this, you have to freeze your fucking pet. It's, let things die. It's okay to let things die, guys. Yes. It's fine, okay? There, there are more dogs. So many. There are so, so many, many more And they dogs. need you, too. Yeah. They're getting killed out there. Yeah, you're yeah. you're spending how much to just That's keep how little we care about stray dogs, <laughs> and they're convincing people that they'll bring your pet back. You know what I'm saying? No one's euthanizing stray homeless people. No way. <laughs> we care way more about other people than fucking cats and dogs. Dude, I don't. I I don't. When someone makes the argument that like you have to care about animals in the same way you care about people, no, I'm always don't. like, no, you fucking well, name, don't. Dude. Name the last time you had a deep conversation with a fucking animal <laughs> what's the last time a animal took you out to lunch and you had a nice time you remember that story where the dog went up on the golden gate bridge and talked that guy out of committing suicide oh shit you are right I, mm -hmm. I, I'm air bud jumper <laughs> air buddy oh that was a swing and a miss uh, but fucking I mean I'd freeze that dog that dog deserves to get yeah. froze air bud for sure I'll say that that's the only dog I fucking care this about this is the only time where if someone walked up to me and was like yeah I cryogenically froze my pet I would be like hey you're the one person that I think should just get it taxidermied you know yeah. oh honestly you should have just done that yeah just yeah. put it on a shelf look at it remember it 
and it's still kind of alive for you. You Ta- know, taxidermying yeah. a pet, a weird move, not that uncommon. I mean, I feel like mm-hmm. it's uncommon enough, but way less weird than. Yeah, I think I'm gonna store this cat's brain. Yeah. in a fucking cooler for eternity. What pet cemetery blizzard edition or some shit? Fucking yeah. bullshit. <laughs> Honestly, how much did it cost for a pet? Fifty thousand. Yeah, 50. you can get a good taxidermy job three four hundred. Three four hundred. Easy. Dude. But they, we watched this video where they interviewed this like guy who works for Alcor. He's the groundskeeper at like an Alcor. The, yeah. Basically, this like guy just got super. In, it, they talked to him and interviewed him, and he got super into the idea of cryonics and yeah. the world around cryonics, and just like wanted. It, 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 it's like how I want to work for the Green Bay Packers someday. It's like, I don't give a shit. Like, just let me be a part of it. Oh, he wash your that? jock straps. <laughs> I Literally. just want to be here. <laughs> I'm like, if there's just a chance Aaron Rodgers will walk by me as I'm delivering mail, I'm in. I don't give a <laughs> shit, dude. I don't give a shit. I love the Green Bay Packers that much. But for, like, this kid, it was cryonics. That was his fucking yeah. thing, was into cryonics. He said he was in a Facebook group and, like, saw that they were having a meetup and went to it. Hey, kudos to him. that guy going and getting friends. Straight up, but who puts on the who puts on the cryonic festival? Uh, Alcor, a hundred percent. Yeah. All right, I'm seeing right through it. Oh yeah, dude, Alcor is doing some guerrilla marketing. Hey, you have uh, minimum wage jobs. Come to this shitty event and then save up the rest of the money you make forever, and then give it to us so we can freeze your brain. <laughs> we'll take it right out of your paycheck. They're like. Hey. <laughs> But, dude, there's a scene where he's, like, cutting up, and he's, like, talking to them. And he's socially awkward. We'll say that. Yeah. The guy clearly is a step yeah. behind. It's not – I don't know what it is. It is far enough that I feel bad making fun of him, you know? Yeah, I don't think – I don't even, like, think that he – I were, like, making fun of him. I think that this kid obviously cares about it. We're telling you about it, but just so you know. Yeah. He's – a step off socially as far as what would norms be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll, I'll actually, let me give you a taste of why he's a step oh, off. Oh yeah. Socially I forgot all about just this. a little bit. So, uh, let me play this for you. This is the guy that we're talking about. Went to the singularity summit and I just, just hit me. Cryonics so- musical. Cryonics is cool. Cryonics is cool. Don't be a fool. Hop in a pool of LM2. And I'll see you. I'll see you in the future. I'll see you in the future. (laughs) Give him him an applause. Do we have the claps on here? Bitch! (laughs) Oh, that's not what we were going for. There we go. That's closer. Yeah, dude. But this kid, like, as you could tell, he's like, he's really fucking into it. He's uh, so into it. And that's the thing that kind of gives it up. The the jig about cryonics is that it comes off as like kind of religious. It's very science. It's, yeah. They actually put it in the video. One of the things they said was like, it's like uh, a religious extremist offshoot of science. Yeah. Really is what it seems yeah. like, like a culty part of science. Yes, but this kid froze his pet, his and there is one part of this fucking interview where he tells the guy interviewing him that he had frozen his pet, and it's in the Alcor facility that they're standing in front of. And the interviewer is like, as a joke, is like, hey, "Do you go eat lunch? You go eat lunch and talk to it every day?" And like laughs, like, "Ha! Surely you don't do that." And the kid gets really quiet and is just like. Yeah, I sometimes eat lunch by the container. And it just went, You can oh. hear a pin drop. 
in honestly, this all ties into like with this guy with cryonics, this whole thing. This one guy who froze his pet, other rich people who have done it. The trend I've noticed in the people that are into this is they have a palpable insecurity of uh, death. Like yeah. they have this They're straight fear. up afraid. Yeah, yeah. They, it's like a fear that like resides in insecurity about life. That's that's the vibe at least I got. I don't know if you guys have different takeaways from the people that as far as like on the list and whatnot. The vibe I was getting from it, which you already touched on kind of, was just the the like religious aspect of it. Yeah. Like a, a belief, a religious type belief in this scientific thing. So people are like more inclined in that sense yeah. to believe in it, but it's really just like... A parallel to like heaven and hell for Christians. Exactly. Yeah. And a chance at uh, a better life after you die. Yeah. You know, whatever. But really, as they are explaining like this incredible belief that these people have, then they go right on to tell you like, we can't do it. Yeah. 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 And that's how the video kind of ends is like, we can't do it. Yeah. We'll freeze you, but it's, that's it. And the, bro, a more likely thing is that everybody ends up fucking being frozen so long they can't be repaired you know that is what happened it already yeah. happened so it's like you just keep them in there for fucking ever the fuck dude no it's <laughs> what eventually they're just going to be auctioning off frozen containers of famous people oh my fuck that's right oh you know those rooms that are like uh like rage rooms where you go break oh stuff my yeah. God. after you dip stuff in liquid <laughs> nitrogen rice it's like very breakable <laughs> They're just like tossing brains in every once in a while. We gotta get rid of these, man. <laughs> Alcor takes a pivot to just a uh, fucking Midwestern family entertainment. And eventually they run out and they're like, well, this business is doing so well. They start doing escape rooms and the people that never get out, they get frozen. Oh my God. Oh, they just yeah, get added yeah, into yeah. the rage room and they just got rooms. You know, they just we have this room. building. All we've got is rooms. We got rage rooms. We got <laughs> escape rooms that we hope you don't escape from. Because we got to fill the rage rooms. We got to fill the rage rooms. <laughs> Can you imagine if that company goes bankrupt and they're like, we got to we gotta figure out what the fuck we're going to do with all these bodies. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There's going to come a point. And they're stuck with all the cost of disposing of these people. Yeah. Well, you can't legally just That's why it's 200000 You can't legally get a backhoe and then just bury these people in the fucking middle of the desert. What are you doing Al, Al, Al Alcor, Cor. the fuck in the hottest place in the country? You know what they got to <laughs> do is wait until cryptocurrencies reach like cannibalistic tribes, you know. Mm -hmm. And once those people have money and crypto takes over, they can just <laughs> trade frozen <laughs> food <laughs> for crypto. <laughs> That's how they're gonna take out of this. Okay, they're playing the long, long, long. They are game. playing the long game, they're dude. Like, I'm, I know you've turned hit. me into a believer, dude. I'm <laughs> investing in Alcor now. Yeah, yeah. People pops. People pops. People pops. <laughs> there we go. Hey, Jeffers Jolie. Tie into snack sacks. <laughs> oh, those tubes. Yeah. Frozen placenta. Ooh. Oh, shoot. Frozen placenta in one of those little, like, uh, pushable uh, pop thing. Everyone knows what the fuck. The a one that was pop? Yeah, not the push pops. The ones that would, like, cut the sides of your mouth. Yeah. Just those clear plastic tubes. Just oh, a popsicle. yeah. Yeah, Fill yeah. It with placenta, popsicle it. Boom. Oh. Guys, are we creating it? Yeah, I was just about to say, we need to quit recording and start a yeah. business plan. This is an LLC waiting to happen. We took it. It's our idea first. Don't even try it. Don't do it. This is our idea. Uh, guys... 
Whoa, a I, finger. Before we leave the snack sets, I have to give a shout out to a listener of the show and friend from Casey Shelby who offered to send us her snack sack when she. Oh, my God. And Shelby. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I'm not kidding. If you do it, I'll eat it. And this is not a brick situation. Yeah, this we're is, being for well, we're for real about the brick, right? Yeah, right. Are we so? This for real? is that's on you. Bricks on you, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that's all you, bro. Uh, but uh, I, I will, Shelby. If you send it, I'm not kidding. I'll eat it. Because <laughs> I, I genuinely, I don't, I can't believe we're doing this bit again. Uh, <laughs> this might get cut and put at the end of the episode. No, that's fine. Uh, but I genuinely believe that the only reason that it's such a mind block to eat placenta is literally because it's called placenta. I'm telling you, it's the same it's exactly the same as Rocky Mountain oysters. There is no difference between people eating placenta and ple- people eating bowl balls. If you call it by something whimsical and fun, I'll put it in my mouth. Pink Valley sliders. That's fucking beautiful. That's fucking beautiful. I would put a Pink Valley slider in my mouth immediately. Dude, my mouth is fucking watering, dude. Yeah, dude. Right? Shelby, hook us up. Come on. Hook it up, homie. To get back to cryonics and this idea of the insecurity, and that's the reason why these people do this, I have a very loaded question to ask you guys that did not come up in the production meeting. Have you coped with, have you, like, come to terms with death? It doesn't matter. You know, because when you die, you're fucking dead. You're offline, bro. Nothing matters. And I, I've, like, overheard that or figured that out kind of early on. Yeah. So, like, literally, if you die, the only it's like the last minute, and then you're somebody else's problem. Like, you literally can't even put yourself away when you're dead. Somebody has to do it for you. I would say that's a form of yeah. come to terms with death. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, once you hit that point where you're like, once it's when it's over, it's over. I would say that is a form of like, okay, like when I die, I die. I don't have to worry about that because mm-hmm. when it happens, it happens. I'm out of it. Like I always said, I'm not scared of heights. I love heights. I'm scared of heights where if I fell, I would just get really hurt. Oh, like yeah. two stories, hate that height because if oh. I fall off of that, I'm just going to fuck up my leg and have to deal with that. Forever. But oh. yeah, Empire State Building, I'll... I'll look over the edge and I'll fucking do that. Like I, my friends had to stop me from trying to do a handstand at the Grand Canyon. Oh, because I don't care if I like in my headset. I'm, I have a different mindset than I was younger at that point. It was more like uh, I'll don't give a fuck, dude. I'll do crazy shit, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I was like 18 at the time and I wanted to do a handstand on the edge of the Grand Canyon and have them get a picture of it. But I wanted to do it like legit, and I was like pretty confident I could hold it at the time in the right spot. And they were like, had to be like, you're not fucking, are you insane? But in my mind, I was just like, practice. You've had zero practice. Oh no, I was doing, I did a lot of CrossFit at that time. I was doing handstand walks and whatnot. Oh sure. In my head, I pictured you being like, I'm fucking 18. Yeah. I'll fucking, I'll figure out how to do a handstand on the edge of the Grand Canyon. I've been fucking, I've been hitting gym class and shit, dude. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, I went to McCook. I'm a tough boy. I can do that. But I I had like come to terms with like, if I fall over, I fall over. It's kind of same thing with you. I'll just die. But if that was like, do a handstand at just like the, uh, on the balcony above me, where if I fell off that, I'm going to get fucked up. That terrifies me. Yeah. So I have more of a fear of, like, getting hurt than I do of death. Well, that and, mm. like, if you do fall in the Grand Canyon, you're only terrified for max three seconds. What about you, Benny Bumps? Have you, you, you feel like you've come to terms or do you still have a fear of death? You know, I never really had, like, a explicit fear of death, really. Because it was explained to me once that it's, like, falling asleep, which who knows? If you, you die know? naturally. Yeah, yeah. Which 
but that always like reassured me. But then the Catholicism got to me at one point when it was broken down that like, mm-hmm. oh, you'll live on forever um. after you die. And so I would have these like, they weren't nightmares, but it was like a horrible nighttime thinking of what forever was. Yeah, dude, wrapping your, it wrapping your staircase and wrapping just your like, mind around what forever actually means. Yeah. So I would just like, so it's just like a staircase that you never reach the top. That's what my brain used to do. Yeah. And I was afraid of that. Dude. So now that I've kind of left that stuff behind, this is whatever. A, I, have I hope a, it is just I have a very nothing. similar story. I was in my grandma's house, and she was like, yeah, well, when you die, you'll just go to heaven forever. And I was like, and then it hit me. I was like, oh, that's like the rest of all of time. Mm. Like, what if you, you get bored? You'll do everything, you know? I don't yeah. want to be like just chilling in heaven Doing the same shit there every single day. Yeah. I yeah, don't even want to do that now, bro. Not really. I mean, it, it's one of those things where, like, I've, and we're also all still very young. Oh, so yeah. I feel like there's a different stage. Once you start having kids, I feel like that change, like, once you get married, once you mm-hmm. start having kids, that does change your perspective and maybe a new form. You have to, like, cope with a new, you have to find a new way to cope with that fear yeah. of, like, having to leave your kids behind. But, like, as far mm-hmm. as where we're at right now, it's pretty easy to be like, who fucking cares, bro? We're no. fucking going out. So, like, who yeah. knows anyone's stance on it, but I do feel like companies like Alcor and these cryonic companies, uh, it just, it just shows that if you call something uh, if you just say something is something and use enough sciency words, uh, yeah. it's really easy to prey on people's insecurities and fears because yeah. science is supposed to be that thing that we can all trust in people when people abuse it. It's when it gets that predatory nature to it and just extract money to them. I mean, that groundskeeper is a prime example yeah. at Alcor of someone who just got preyed upon because he had an insecurity about death and not wanting to not exist. Whether that's ego, whether that's insecurity, who knows? But that happens, and cryonics provides a solution that costs eighty thousand for your head or two hundred thousand for your body. You jump at that chance because this is in your mind the biggest fucking thing, dude. Yeah. yeah. So it just makes sense to me why these companies exist, and I wish they didn't. But also, it's like, what are you gonna do about it? Yeah. Well, and I guess if you think about it, continuity-wise, say you say everything does go perfectly, you get. You get cryo-freezed. They develop a technology before and then a way to unfreeze you perfectly and bring you back to life. So to you, the chain of events is you live a whole life going around one time, die, and then to you it'll be like waking up from a sleep. You just bing, then you're in the future. Mm. You know? Yeah. That's crazy to me. Yeah. It's like there would be, to you, there would be no overlap. You would die and then bam, wake up next day. That's yeah. what all these people think is going to happen. Well, you know, I really think it, it all kind of just ties back to a religion in a way. Because yeah. that's what people are doing. They're, like, giving money to this institution yeah. that gives them a lifestyle and uh, a kind of, like, resolution to how life's going to end for them. Yeah. And it's, just, it's, it's beautiful. You know, it can be. But it's also, like, if you're just a, doing it for the yeah. money. It's a beautiful idea. Yeah. It's one of those yeah. things where it's the same. It offers the same thing as church, but church is free. This costs money, which oh, makes yeah. it a little bit more scummy. Not that churches don't do scummy shit. No, no, no. But yeah. guys, I feel like that kind of closes out uh, this fucking episode. I feel like we touched on it. Uh, Walt Disney. Oh boy. Definitely Gonzo for sure. He is not. Does not have a frozen yeah, he's head. He's dust. Uh, I hope that we ruin some people's day with that. We touched another situation kind of like Y2K where better than safe than sorry just is kind of a uh, false equivalency bullshit. in the brains of people. It's mm. bullshit. Yep. Yeah. 
but uh, yes, thank you so much for listening. Dude, please listen again next week. We're coming at you. We've got some gas for that ass once a week now. So please yeah. stay tuned and keep keep tuned. Oh, and if you tell a friend to listen to the podcast, tell them to start at episode three. Yeah, at least. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we talked about this last week. For, yeah. Even first, the most recent, you know? Yep. Yeah. Work your way backwards and then and just yeah. stop when you stop having fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we understand episode yep. one can be a little bit rough around the edges. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just pretend it's not even there, would you? Could you do yeah. us a favor? I might edit in uh, me just talking, being like, hey, uh, if you've gone all the way back to the beginning, please start at episode three going forward. Like, don't listen to this <laughs> yeah. one. It's really cringy. Uh, but thank you guys for listening. It is dope seeing a regular audience come back week after week. We yes. hope you you can follow me on Instagram at Benny Putz or on Twitter at Benny underscore Putz or on TikTok at Benny at Oh Yeah Benny P. And that would be fucking awesome. And uh, yeah, my turn. My Instagram and my TikTok are the exact same. Ethan underscore Abramson. And then my Snapchat is Peach underscore MCFUZ. I'll add you back. I won't delete you on accident. Promise. And you can find me on Instagram uh, at ben.web.er. That's .er. You can catch me on TikTok at Benjamin Webb. And, yeah, just be sure to subscribe on all the platforms. Tell your friends. Leave us a review. Tell your friends. We'll read it, even if you say fuck in it, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Rip us apart, honestly. Yeah, yeah. who gives a shit? Yeah, tell us I mean, I'm a little hurt. sensitive. I will. I, I, they might not get hurt, but I will a little tiny bit. <laughs> But it's fine. It's I'll take it in stride. I'll cuddle you. him like that mouse cuddled me at yeah. Disney World. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Smell my undies and lay in my lap. Oh, my, my God, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so uh, much. That's thanks, it. Thanks for giving this episode a sniff. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, oh, yeah. Oh, I couldn't I get it either time. Yeah, where the fuck were my parents when they were like, oh, sorry, we can't make a museum about twinks, you know? So this thing about (laughs) buying everything, it's not new to Disney. They've just been, it's in their blood, just owning everything. What do you mean? She's like, my kid is having these problems. I'll buy a fucking museum. Oh, ESPN's doing good. I own them now. (laughs) Yeah. You know? That's pretty much the track record. I don't know. How would you guys, like, what would the museum... uh, what, what museum would your parents have to make to stop your childhood bullies? Uh, I'll tell you this much. It's the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum, and I'm not going to settle on anything less. They would need to create yes. the Smithsonian Air yes. and Space Museum exactly. for kids to stop bullying. For sure. So if your parents owned, were created the Smithsonian, I guess yeah. you would have a lot of money and you probably wouldn't get bullied. So, But even then, what I would do is I would be like, all right, everybody, I've been telling you I have this museum. And then I go, this is the rocket that went to the moon, and you can go step inside and look at all the cool stuff. And then I'd shut the door and blast those fuckers right into space. There you go. Benny Bumps, what about you? What museum would you, what museum would represent the bullying of your childhood? You know, it would have to be something like, uh... Did I misunderstand the question? Yes, you did. (laughs) (laughs) Mine would be something like flip the script on the titty flip, you know? (laughs) know? Because all I was getting was like titty twisters and getting my tits fucking... 
Oh, so, so you what was that called? What was that called? Uh, Kitty flips. Scooped. Scooped. Yeah, yeah. Scooped. Yeah, okay, we can rewrite it. We can rewrite. What is it? Um, The flip, the script, and the scoop de dupe Museum? Yeah. The International Museum of Mantids? The Breast Museum ever. <laughs> <laughs> the Breast Museum of all time. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't scoop or I'll... Make you eat poop. No, what you should do is only have thin kids come in, and then every time they, like, go to use the the, the sink in the bathroom, like a mechanical arm just perp nerps them. Just so, like, <laughs> sticks out of a hole in the wall or some shit. Wink, just wink. There you go. 